Welcome to the September 21st edition of the PFF Forecast. I'm George. I'm joined as usual by my good buddy, the doctor, Eric Eager, number one, restore the roar, um, prophet, uh, priest, high priest, whatever you want to call it. Um, he informed me right before this podcast that he will be going to watch the restoration of the roar in person. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to power rank both the NFC and AFC uh, top five, because we had two, um, a couple of really good teams play on Monday night. So we wanted to wait until this podcast to do that. And of course, we're going to run through the week three slate. We're going to decide on our lock of the week and have a great week three. Let's rock. couple of things um one thing that you mentioned that i think we just have to get out of the way um here right away is that adam levine has made all nfl teams like nathaniel hackett was catching heat for looking like an idiot and adam levine was like buddy i got your back <laughs> yeah holy buckets what's this is- well, so the, the weirdest part of it, so I was listening to, and this is this is my recommendation for the week. I was listening to the Jesselnick and Rosenthal Vanity Project. Uh, Greg Rosenthal is a, a analyst of the NFL Network. I think probably one of the smartest uh, analysts that they have for sure and and widely there. They, and he, he, his best friend, Anthony Jesselnick, is a comic and they do, they go through like these, uh, these stories and, um, and they were talking about Adam Levine and the funniest part was this idea that the gal that he sent those messages to his name is summer and apparently he was messaging her the last time to ask her if he could name his new daughter's or no son summer mm-hmm. which has to be an all-time great blunder right because a millions of there's literally billions of names to, to like billions of names right mm-hmm. um there's different variations there's different spellings there's different like pronunciations and there's that and then she goes and like just blows him up by like sending these messages that he sent her sounds like very nathaniel hackettian in terms of not unforced errors yeah. at the end of games sending mixed messages so a couple of things that i want to call out the first is it's even worse than that. You are giving him the benefit of the doubt. Her name is not Summer. It is Sumner. S-U-M-N-E-R. Okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, don't, they don't have the word. They don't have the name Sumner in Nebraska, apparently, where your shirt is from. Um, but this is one of the most dudes down horrendous horrendous moves i mean first off like uh, the infidelity aside which is bad enough but the the desperation i mean if you are sending that to a person that you are you know trying to um increase their attraction towards you this ain't the way <laughs> right no. this this ain't it okay well there like, was always the thing there was always the thing when you were growing up and like i'm assuming you didn't have to deal with this because you were you know you were further on the scale than me i'll say um but like there was always the thing of like when you had a girlfriend other women found you more attractive and anecdotally and empirically well anecdotally I found that to be more true. Like I certainly did. I I perceived more opportunities when I was attached. I'll just say that. So maybe he felt like, maybe he felt like he, him being as attached as possible, literally with child Mm -hmm. would make him attractive to this other lady that he's already had an affair with. I, I look, so I think, trying to reverse engineer what hit he <laughs> and then subsequently Nathaniel Hackett's like mindset were, you know, might be just futile for us. 
But I feel like maybe that's the the Rosetta Stone here is that he's like, look, I mean, she's going to find me way more attractive now that I've spread my seed here. It is. I think your point is interesting. Two things. Neither of us are Adam freaking Levine. You don't need you don't need that. Okay. You don't need that. That's not, that's not something you don't need to pull that string. Okay. That's not the lever that you need to pull in this situation. But here's the second thing. It's like, what you just said is totally correct. It's like, oh man, like I'm a married guy. She must be, you know, so enamored with the fact that she's pulling this superstar who's married away from his incredibly already attractive wife. But then he erases all of that with the most pathetic move on planet earth, which is, can I name my child who, by the way, I think this is, I don't know if she saw this as like being like, dude, what the hell? But um, the fact that he is having a, a boy and was like, yo, I like you, but your name I like for my boy child is a little weird. It's I mean, a it's, it's so bad because we've all been that down bad where you want an in. I have not been that down bad. Let me. No, not I, that I down think... bad. I mean, I, I'm talking about like homomorphic to this down badness. Okay. It's sort of okay. like, it's like you want to talk to a girl, but you have nothing to say. So you make up a thing that she might be interested in that you might be interested in. And now I'm starting mm. to get like, you know what I'm saying? Like how interested that, are we like, getting? But there? the fact that he's like, look, how can I get this girl's attention? Instead of just like posting a what's up, I'm Adam Levine. He's like, look, I want to name my freaking son after your female name. I, I feel like, I mean, look, I think all this tells us and we've seen, you know, all this tells us is if you're brilliant at one thing and I, I don't know the first thing about his music. I, I'm sure he's it's catchy or whatever. I'm not I'm not seeking it out. My Spotify certainly does not have anything he's made saved in it. But like clearly he's good enough to make a living with his music, right? Mm, yeah, clearly. That brilliance doesn't transfer down. Like that's all we know about things is brilliance does not cross disciplines very well. Uh and, and this is another example. You, okay. So here's a question. Like, do you think he was sober? What what level of sobriety did he have when he sent this? So first off, here's the thing. The context here as well is that he, this is the picture she leaked. It was an Instagram DM. So this dude is going, like, I'm assuming he's not sending her texts because like then his wife would see them. So he's using Instagram DM to, to connect with the person that he's hooking up with. Number of drinks in. I mean, this had to be a move of complete desperation. I mean, this is an right? edible. This is an edible move, right? This is not drinks. He, he's in Sedona with with Aaron Rodgers. And that, guy had crying. Some, that, that guy had a chocolate bar. Let's just yes. put it that way. He's in Sedona with Aaron Rodgers. They're in I they're they're middle of the way down the pathway with ayahuasca. And he they're crying, there's tears flowing, there's holding of hands, there's grinding and gnashing of teeth. And he says, you know what, Aaron, I just really want to name my child after. And I'm having an affair with, and that's when the deserves deserves this. This is this is beneath him even. Um, shall we uh, shall we power rank some teams? Sure, sure, sure. I uh, yeah, it was an interesting Monday. It it was. Um, so to recap, when we talked on Sunday night prior, um, when we were looking at the look ahead lines, we liked Bills minus nine and a half. We snapped that up. That ultimately closed at ten. Um, Bills obviously put an ass whooping on the Titans. Our kind of thesis here was the Titans suck. I think we're seeing that that is, is bearing out pretty, pretty well. The Eagles Vikings game was more interesting to me though, because while the Eagles came out guns blazing, I, you know, we, we initially saw Vikings plus three, we grabbed that, but then got to two and a half. I think both of us bought back by the end of it. I was actually uh, an Eagles fan kind of through and through. Kirk Cousins tries to throw like eight interceptions. If you get Jimmy Garoppolo play in that game, that's a three-point game, is it not? Well, yeah, I think the Eagles took their foot off the gas a little bit for mm. sure, but they had the block field goal where their holder made a terrific play to tackle Chris Boyd on the way to the end zone. You had the the interception on by Jordan Hicks that got inside the 10. So the Eagles made a fair share of mistakes. Um I mean, there was no points in the second half of that game, right? Mm -hmm. Like you would imagine after what Philly, Philly basically moved the ball at will early in that game, um, you would imagine they could could have continued if there was it was the impetus for it. But 
but you're right. I mean, the Vikings, it was, it was strange because I, I, I actually, <laughs> I actually came away with watching the game. I'm thinking, okay, the Vikings coaching staff is actually giving themselves a chance to win. Like their special teams were really good. The clock management stuff was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you saw like the, what fell the Vikings and this is again, like, I don't, you know, our grading system like does kind of, you know, it, it lets mid quarterback slip through a little bit because of like third down checkdowns that don't get negatives in my opinion. But like when you saw O'Connell, he called like every third down route to the sticks. And so it kept Kirk Cousins from being able to just check it down to the fullback on third down and long and punt. He actually had to, ch- he actually challenged him to try to make plays and win the game. And unfortunately, like that, that's a smart thing to do, right? That's a very smart thing to do. Unfortunately, the Eagles were ready for whatever the Vikings had in terms of routes and coverage and all that. And you got um, three interceptions by Cousins, which should have been like six interceptions. And so I came away with that game thinking, A, and the, I'm again, from me, yeah, no one's going to hear this from me, but I think Kirk Cousins physically is washed. Like you're talking about a 34 year old quarterback who's had Look COVID twice. Look at you. The take we all needed. The take we needed. A 34 year old quarterback who's had COVID twice. Um, Love that. Look, Love looks that. a little frail. Um, arm strength was cheeks uh, on, on Monday. Uh. But but I actually, I actually came away with that game long term thinking the Vikings will end up being good. I think O'Connell has a clue. Um, but yeah, that was a rough outing for Mr. Cousins. More impressive, the Buffalo Bills or the Philadelphia Eagles? Oh, far. Bills. Bills. Oof. The Bills are the best team in the league by a decent amount. Maybe not a, maybe not a country mile, but they're a ways ahead of. Everybody. I'm excited. I'm going to, uh, I know how our AFC rankings are going to start. And I'm going to ask you a question to try and quantify where, uh, how big, how big is that gap? But let's start with the NFC. Um, cause I struggled with this one quite a bit. NFC top five go. Okay. Uh, I'm going in this order, Philadelphia, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, LA, and then a little bit of space, San Francisco with Jimmy G. Um, thankfully we're not going to have the same, we have the same teams. We do not have the same order. Um, and I went back and forth on this man. And so let me, let me please start this by saying, look, do you remember who was all in on Jalen hurts? Like the second that he played for the first time, I got a lot of shit for that. It was you? I, a lot of people were like, dude, you're out of your mind. You're, you're clueless. Now I'm not taking a victory lap for this yet because they've had, they played with a, you know, a lead. They played against the lions defense. Like I want to see Jalen hurts continue, but my God, does he look incredible? But they have had, you know, a little bit of an easier path thus far. And so I want to account for that. Um, and I want to give the Bucks credit for winning in situations that have not been as ideal. I mean, they went into Dallas on Sunday night and snuffed the Dallas Cowboys out. Now, you can say, oh, the Dallas Cowboys stink and yada, yada, yada. Like, that was not everyone's hypothesis going into that game, Okay. And they outperformed expectation there, right? They covered that game. They then went to New Orleans where they were supposed, they were, a, a, you know, many people like New Orleans in that game. They were banged up. They were playing with their third string left tackle. Mike Evans gets ejected. They don't have Julio Jones. They don't have Chris Godwin. And you would think, given all of those things, Eric, that they would have lost that game. They covered that game considerably, right? They covered the teaser, which like yeah. really irritated me. So, so I don't want to lose sight of the Bucks. If I am, if, if they are, if we project forward to the end of the season, and that's what I'm trying to do with these power rankings a little bit is say, look, I want to account for what's happened so far. And I also want to think about where I believe these teams would be at the end of the season, kind of with, you know, full health and assuming, you know, that people come back to life here. I'm going Bucks Eagles. I think it's, I think it's pretty close. Um, but I, the Bucks have Tom Brady is the better quarterback until, Jalen Hurts is the better quarterback in the playoffs, in my opinion. Um, I'm going Bucks, Eagles. I think a little bit of space. And I'm going Packers. I'm going a little bit of space. And I'm going Rams and Niners. I don't think the difference between the Rams and Niners is that big right now. And uh, Tampa actually, Bay, by the way, two offensive touchdowns so far in two games. I think that's what I'm worried about. But to your point, to to play to your strengths, 
the Bucks, there's reasons why they have not played well, which is injuries and and that kind of thing. Whereas, you know, you look at the AFC side, a team like the the Bengals have struggled on offense yeah. just with their full complement of players, which I think is worse than struggling because you're banged up. They they put right the Bengals, the Bengals. Let's talk about the Bengals here for a second. The Bengals have played which quarterbacks thus far? Let's let's think about this for a second. Who did they play week one? <laughs> Mitch Mitchell Trubisky. I mean, give me give me a freaking break. And then you know, in that game, it was so. I mean, it was it, it was sort of like you look you you watch the game and you go, "There's no way this happens again, right? There's just absolutely no way that this that there's they can't possibly do this again." I mean, they, they basically kind of ran it back. I mean, it wasn't as many turnovers, but they essentially ran it back for a second straight game. It was not um, impressive by any stretch of the imagination. So I, I, I'm concerned about Cincinnati. I, I mean, Let, let's, let's actually, I said, by the way, can we have yeah. a teachable moment for the Bengals fans Please. that gave us, that flamed us in the offseason? The Bengals, the last seven games that Joe Burrow has started, um, they have either had the lead or have been tied with two minutes or less. They won the first four of those seven games. They've lost the last three of those games. So all of this like magic, right? Yeah. That they told us that he had when when you know all math suggests that uh you know that late game variance is just that um seems to have bitten the the Bengals in the ass here. I'll just say that. Yeah. By the way, I didn't even get to the second quarter. I could play Cooper freaking Rush the next week, right? As a seven point favorite and lost that game. So that they they are there with the the Colts is the most depressing team thus far. By the way, I made a mistake. There's a gap, in my opinion, between the Eagles and the and then the next tier. And that next tier, Packers, Rams, Niners, I think is actually pretty squished together. And you could add them in any order, and I would not be surprised. Um, AFC, let's rock. Okay. Uh, and this one is, I have this written down. Buffalo, Kansas City, in that order, but not – and so maybe – Maybe in that order, the distance is probably a point and a half between those two teams. Okay, that was going to be my question. I'm going to ask you. I was going to ask you. Let's point talk about that in a second. And then from there, it's Chargers, Ravens, Dolphins, and then Bengals. But, again, my point about the Bengals is that they were never as good as the team that made the Super Bowl, and they're never as bad as 0-2. God damn it. Did you – so I promised everybody, like, this is, you know, what's – uh, been so fantastic about this podcast is Eric and I are great friends. We do not converse as much normally as, as we used to in our, in our prior years. It used to be the fact we come on this and we'd regurgitate everything we talked about for like four straight days. Yeah. But I promise that's not happening anymore. Like this is the first time I've talked to you. We talked this then Sunday, really. Yeah. 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 So um, I have the exact same word bills, chiefs, a, a, a decent, uh, a little bit of a bigger gap, I should say. Chargers, Ravens, uh, Miami Dolphins. Now, Dolphins fans are going to be pissed. They're going to say, look, we just beat the Ravens. How dare you place the Ravens ahead of the Dolphins? And again, one game does not a entire season make. And yes, it was in Baltimore. Yes, it was impressive as hell. All of those things. The reason that I have the Ravens ahead of the Dolphins right now, and the reason that I have the Chargers ahead of the Ravens, is largely because of how I believe those quarterbacks are ordered. I would take Justin Herbert very barely at full strength over Lamar Jackson, and I would take Lamar Jackson 1 billion times out of 10 over Tua. And I get that Tua is leading yeah. the league in yards and all these different things, okay? And Mike McDaniel's done an amazing job. You know who leads the league in play action rate right now? The Miami freaking Dolphins, the Dolphins are hitting every KPI imaginable. At, Everything. Know. They were losing in that game and still called the third most play action in week two. Okay. They, right. they are doing a great job. Lamar Jackson is right now, in my opinion, the, the, the kind of the dark horse MVP that by the end of the season, he is playing incredibly well. He's been outshined by Allen and, and Hurts thus far. But my God, does he look impressive. And I know he's had a couple of bad throws. He had a bad fumble. Um, but some of the plays that he's making are truly incredible. To me, the controversial part is I think the distance between Kansas City and L.A. is immense for one reason. And that is that I think Justin Herbert is legitimately injured. Okay. So I agree with you there. But I, I wanted to assume that he kind of battles back. Let's do this. So you said Bill's Chiefs neutral field is one and a half. 
Mm -hmm. Okay. I wish I could disagree with you a little bit more. I would put it at, at, um, at two and a half. And I guess the only reason you would come off, I would come off of two and a half is that you're obviously teasing the chiefs out to eight and a half, if that's the case. So I can understand putting it at one, one and a half. What would it take for it to get out to three? For the Bills to be favored by three against the Chiefs to play at home. Okay. That's <laughs> like, because I, I don't like the Chiefs. So this is this is my homerish take. The Chiefs are a the Chiefs are a work in progress. The Bills are a finished painting right wow. now. This is a Bills team that is in, and I mean this the most glowingly I can. The Bills are in midseason form. The Bills are are a freaking bus and there's not a whole lot i don't know how much more they can improve they're the best team in the league by a lot whereas i think the chiefs like they need to get more out of mvs they need to get more out of juju they need to get more out of their offensive line they need to get more andy reed called a shitty game on thursday right like i the defense had you know they lost mcduffie to an injury now willie gay is on suspension um they're less they're more of a you know the they're more of a canvas that is being painted on whereas the bills and i know trey white's coming back for sure but i the bills are more of a finished product in my opinion so i don't think the bills can improve that much i just think they're amazing already i think that's fair by the way a couple of data points that helped me you know with this kind of that that latter tier chargers ravens dolphins on first and second down when throwing the ball by a country mile, the team with the best expected points added per play, which is basically adjusting for situation. How much does each play improve the team's chances of scoring points? The Baltimore Ravens are number one with a bullet. Now, number two are the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this was a, one of the reasons that we bet them last week, like Timo Riske, uh, PFF underscore Moo tweets this out every single week, how often a team converts on, uh, into the next set of downs on first down, second down, third down. The Jacksonville Jaguars have been doing a great job of that, converting at one of the highest rates on first down, uh, which is fantastic. The Chiefs are number three. The, the Bills are number four. The Chargers are number five. Green Bay is six. Minnesota, seven. Atlanta, eight. Now, you see the team that has not been mentioned yet. The Dolphins are in 11th. I think there's a little bit of good variance that has come their way thus far, and I'm still taking uh, the Ravens and the Chargers over them. Um, is there a team on the outside looking in that you in either conference are particularly bullish on? Well, I, I, I think if, uh, if Detroit goes into Minnesota and wins oh. on Sunday, they deserve to be considered, um, in that, you know, kind of like next team in, I don't think they're going to be, I don't, I think their ceiling is right underneath, of uh, Jimmy G led San Francisco nine 49ers team, you know? So, um, I set you up for that. If Tam, like, I don't see that top five changing that much. May, and I, and after seeing Jameis try to play with like eight cracked bones in his back mm -hmm. and seeing Arizona play a first half, um, maybe Dallas, if they got healthy and they get a couple more wins with Cooper rush, then they're in the mix, obviously. But like the rest of the NFC teams are kind of garbage and, and I'll take the team that's third in the NFL in scoring. By the way, here are the bottom five teams in EPA <laughs> per early down pass play Chicago bears last the Los Angeles Rams second to last the Las Vegas Raiders third worst the new England Patriots and the new Orleans saints. The that, Rams, the Rams that, one is because of interceptions, right? Stafford's yeah. on five. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not good, but interceptions matter. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, they do you know, matter for sure. Uh, I am bringing them up. I understand that, that you can account for that. Um, Okay, we're going to move on to the week three slate. Before we do, a couple of things to let you guys know. Go download the PFF app. Uh, you can find it on the app store. Search PFF. A couple of things that you'll want to pay attention to there. Josh Hermsmeyer, our friend, his buy low model uh, is on PFF, and you can get it now for only a limited time for free. You don't have to pay for anything yet if you download the app. Last week, Garrett Wilson and Amari Cooper were two of the guys that he called out. Obviously, Garrett Wilson snapped and then some. Um, so you can go grab that on the PFF app. Another good piece of PFF content to check out. Our friends, Arjun and Tej, uh, they, they 
have been with us for a little while now are writing some great betting content, a lot of really cool data visualization um, that you can find on, on PFF and the PFF app. So go give it a review. And uh, again, leave a review with hashtag printing press. If it's a good take, I will read it here on the podcast on Sunday night after the game. So um, go make that happen. Let's rock into week number three. Where would you like to start? All right, I'm going to start with the game that I'm going to uh, in Indianapolis. The Colts Chiefs over 50 and a half is where I'm going to look. The Chiefs, are, like I said, are without Willie Gay. They're without Trent McDuffie on defense. The Colts get Pittman and Pierce back. Colts, you know, offensive line has not been great, but the Chiefs, you know, their pass rush has been better for the Chiefs, but not, you know, still not necessarily striking fear in the eyes of of uh, opponents. And do you know who the defensive coordinator for the Colts is, George? I don't, actually. It is one Gurnell Gus Bradley. Oh, it um, is Gus Bradley. And, and, and look, I – there's like so Gurnell runs the cover three mm-hmm. uh to perfection. The the Patrick Mahomes led Chiefs last year against the Vegas Raiders when he was the DC. Yeah, that that was cool. the elixir, right? Additionally, our our friend and and colleague uh Dave Salfaro is I mean, Patrick Mahomes indoors in his career, 86 PFF grade, 22 touchdowns, two interceptions. Patrick Mahomes on throws of 10 or more yards indoors. 92.5 PFF grade, nine touchdown, one interception. He is 8-0 indoors. So there, Andy Reid has 10 days off. He did not coach a great game on Thursday. The Chiefs are going to put up their end of the bargain here. And I think the Colts, you know, you're kind of buying low on their offense. And I'm, I like that. You sure are buying low on their offense. It cannot get any worse than this. Yeah. Matt Ryan, 55.2 PFF grade. Um, passer rating under pressure is 7.4, Eric. That's not good. That would be um, your, it would be good if that was your, you'd be average if that was your yards per attempt. Okay. Um, that I, is, I, I, I screwed this great. up. Gus is, Gus is normally short for Gurnell, but actually, Gus Bradley's real name is Paul Casey Gus Bradley. So there you uh, go. On, on good old Paul here uh, taking strays, but I, I will throw the stray there at him. Uh, Chiefs Colts over 50 and a half. You know, what's really interesting is, um, and you can find this on pff.com on our betting dashboards. Um, we have, uh, we're showing right now that 91% of the cash is on the under, which is interesting. I would anticipate that changes a little bit. And I like, um, I like that quite a bit. I also will say this makes me bullish on the one that I want to bring up, which is I'm going back to the well. Okay. We said Patrick Mahomes over two and a half passing touchdowns. You know, people, some people might want to run away because last week it didn't happen. Go back to that game. The only reason that didn't happen is because there was a pick six that caused that game to go really differently than it should have. And that pick six doesn't happen. He's going over two and a half. You can get it at plus money still. So I like the over and I like Patrick Mahomes two and a half passing touchdowns over. Well, and Travis Kelsey got power bombed at the one yard line by Derwin James. Andy Reid Reid decided to kick a field goal from the one yard line and to tie the game instead of trying to like there were there were that was a bad beat ultimately he did not play well either I will say that his two touchdown throws were amazing the sidearm to McKinnon Mm -hmm. and the uh, incredible and the uh the touchdown to Justin Watson over JC Jackson was a really like off platform throw and stuff but for the most part that offense didn't play terribly well um Without Shaq Leonard and without much to speak of at the corner, I mean, they do have um, Stephon Gilmore there, but they're not a talented defense, George. So uh, I I like that as well. All right, let me – okay, this is a bus. We're getting in front of a bus here, but I – Oh, I know what this is. I I like this one. You already know. You already know. Yep. I knew this was going to happen. I'm this is a revenge game to end I'm prepared all to talk games. you off from this, okay? I am ready. I came prepared. Go ahead. I think the Washington Commanders are not getting enough respect here. Getting six and a half against Philadelphia at home. I, I get the – look, the Washington – the, the Philadelphia football team is a, is a bus. They're great. They're great at the line of scrimmage. They're great in the secondary. They're great. But I will say this. What, where does Minnesota, where did, where have I said that Minnesota has struggled? I mean, prime time when it matters. 
there's that, but also wide receiver depth, right? You, after Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen has declined year after sure. year. Now he scores touchdowns, but he, he, his NGS stuff has declined, declined, declined every year. We saw Irv Smith fail miserably on Monday night drops, you know, not being able to, you know, come up with the ball in contested mm-hmm. areas. Mm-hmm. KJ Osborne's just a guy. Washington's different, right? Jahan Dotson's a player, right? I bet over on Dotson, McLaurin, and Samuel catches last week, and they all three hit. The McLaurin, Dotson, Samuel, and then Logan Thomas, that is a real receiving core. So while the Eagles have a real secondary, they will not be able to smother the receivers of the Washington Commanders in the same way that they smothered the receivers of the Minnesota Vikings. And I know people think that that's laughable on its face because Jefferson is better than anything Washington has. But folks, it's about receiver depth. It's about being able to go to your second read. And, you know, Cousins threw the ball to Jefferson like 11 or 12 times and only got six, you know, and, and you know, that was the problem was he could only throw to him uh, when it mattered most. Wentz, to his credit, has been distributing the ball fairly well. Can he mitigate mistakes? Can Washington's defense be good enough? You know, they weren't against Detroit. That's the big thing. They were they were of absolute speed bump against Detroit. But six and a half is an awful lot. And it's moved that way because of Monday night. And I just don't I want to fade much like we did with with Vegas against Arizona. I want to fade these big line movements this early in the season, reacting on what what amounts to be too little of data in my estimation. Let's fast forward. It's uh, Sunday, about 3 p.m. Um Carson Wentz down 21 has four interceptions, 30 yards, three for 24. This is everything you just said is correct. If the quarterback for the Washington commanders was someone like, I don't know, Jimmy G like, it doesn't have to be anyone super special, but you're telling me, especially in Washington, like he's getting no backing from that crowd. Like they don't give a crap. They don't care. Can I give you one more angle? Please. So Washington went down 15, scored a touchdown, went for two, right? Mm-hmm. Woke. They were down 14, scored a touchdown, went for two. Woke, right? The announcers, my, I, I love Kenny Albert. I love Jonathan Vilma. They acted like they saw that for the first time in their lives on mm-hmm. that game. Even mm-hmm. though it's like, a, you know, Kevin Cole wrote about this five years ago. However, when Eric Eager needed the teaser, badly they were down 15 again they kicked the extra point and missed and lost by nine they will not make the decision of kicking the dumbass extra point when they are down 14 so if they get a chance this is why the the lack of the seven does not hurt me as much if they get down 14 and they score that backdoor touchdown they are going for two and plus six and a half is in play that is another angle to this game that's why i like washington incredible can i ask you this question so um right now unders are destroying uh, it's i think it's two to one yeah. so not surprisingly a lot of lower totals a lot of totals in the 40 40 and a half 41 range um a couple games that are over 50 but those are all you know it's chiefs it's as we talked about it's bills dolphins 52 and a half lions vikings is also 52 two bad defenses in that game but yeah um but if you go to you know if you go to pff.com right now and you look at um our model a lot lot of overs that it likes right now like are you are you buying into the trend zone that you know offenses suck and there's a bunch of um a bunch of unders is going to continue to happen or is there positive regression coming? I think there's probably positive regression coming. They don't like not, you know, they, they have the lever. They have not been calling as many legal contexts as we thought, but the fact of the matter is there just aren't that many good quarterbacks anymore. You look at like the low totals, right? Vegas, Tennessee. Well, let's even not even go there. Let's go Saints Panthers. Like one of the quarterbacks, maybe two of the quarterbacks in that game suck. Uh, Texans bears, both quarterbacks in that game probably stay. Hey. Uh, Packers, Bucks, like the Bucks offense is just full of injuries. Falcons, Seahawks, good lord. Um, you know, Niners, Broncos. I mean, 
are we how far by the way okay hold on how far are we away from another quarterback singing god you are my god on the sideline um in denver like are we Uh, is he gonna be singing our god is an awesome god on the sideline now is that is that where we're gonna try to get to in denver because i I was sitting at the office you know the pff offices one of you know probably one of the you know, it just kind of trying to soak it in a little bit. And I kept looking over at Houston, Denver and going, is that your King? You know, that, that game was like 10, six for like most of the game. And I'm sitting here listening to how the, 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 the Broncos are supposed to win the AFC West Mm -hmm. and they're in a barn burner with Houston. Yeah. I think it's a lot ways away. I mean, they've got to like, he's, they've got to really give it a go with Russell Wilson, but here, here's the thing. So the ratio between big time throws and turnover he plays this year is less than one in prior seasons. You just could look back to last season. It's about 1.43 to one, you know, uh, almost one and a half big time throws for every single turnover we play. And, you know, those are things that I'm, my gut says, and, and the math says that those things are unstable, right? And you should kind of, you know, those things are less likely to happen um, than something like, you know, consistently throwing negatively graded uh, plays or making positively graded plays. Those, those kind of high variance situations. So on one hand, I go, you know, that should flip back. We should have something that's a little more balanced out. But on the other hand, to your point, like these quarterbacks do suck do they suck that much more than they did last year? I don't know, but I am, I am anxious to kind of test it out a little bit this week. And I think there is opportunity on some overs to, to take advantage. In fact, the one that I was going to bring up is Vegas, Tennessee. I mean, neither of those teams have a particularly great set of, you know, secondary, no one's going to cover Devonte Adams in this game. Um, the Titans were thoroughly embarrassed. I mean, thoroughly embarrassed by the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. And now they're back at home. They're 0-2. And they're playing a, a Raiders defense that, let's be honest, is not, you know, they have great pass rushers, but that's kind of about it. Um, it's 45 and a half right now. Again, not the highest total in the world. You think back to maybe last year, I would say this is probably like a 49 and a half, 50 and a half type game. What do you think about that? Yeah, the the only issue is there's like a, you know, so you're looking at 55% chance of rain Sunday, 12 mile per hour winds, a team in Vegas who's used to playing indoors, Tennessee, I want to say when you look at their injuries, Taylor Luan, Luan is questionable. He had to miss some time. Mm-hmm. Both offensive lines are terrible. But I, I think to your broader point about overs, I think the big thing is, is last the last two seasons, early in the season, you had defensive backs who were forced to miss games because of COVID-19. Um, and, and you know, COVID-19 was obviously awful, but it wasn't like de- season-ending or debilitating. So secondaries are not missing players because of COVID-19 anymore. Secondaries are as good as they're going to be right now. And you just, obviously, this is just math, but the likelihood that a team loses a corner is a lot higher than the opponent losing a quarterback. So I think over time, you might see some more overs. Now, the combating part of that is over time, you know, generally speaking, receivers get hurt, offensive lines get hurt, and weather gets worse. But I do think you're going to get a bump in totals over the next few weeks just because of, you know, even what you're seeing in Kansas City, like McDuffie gets hurt, uh, you know, uh, Willie Gay has to go on suspension. Um, you know, you, you see injuries across the league. Amani Alruwarie sat out for Detroit last week, and that was one of the reasons I think why the line moved towards the Commanders. Like, the, you know, I think you're going to see a little bit of the water level move um, some. Okay, I get that you don't like that one. So let me give you another one because I've been excited about this. I don't like. There aren't a lot of single games that I like. This is going to be a tough week in the Circa Millions contest, and uh, I thought last week was was tough um as well and got tougher thanks to the browns dumbass last time i'm ever doing that it's such a stupid move my god so what am i doing i'm re-racking and i'm going to the teasers and i'm bringing back an old friend bringing back an old friend 
So the first one that I like, Houston is going to Chicago to play the Bears. Chicago is a favorite in this game. Houston plus eight and a half. It's a total of 40. That eight and a half worth a lot more than if it was a total of, say, 50, 52. And then I want to pair it with our Atlanta Falcons going to Seattle, getting, uh, sorry, a two-point dog, getting them out to eight. So Texans plus eight and a half, Falcons plus eight. Are you at all worried about Arthur Smith (laughs) and his defiance towards people who would like to see more of Kyle Pitts? Uh, (laughs) I'm always worried about Arthur Smith. There's a lot of things I'm worried about with Arthur Smith. Here's what I read from that. Okay. He got defensive. You know what that tells me? He, he believes it. He's like, yeah, there's actually some truth to this. I need to get this motherfucker going. But here's the thing. Kyle Pitts, it's not like I'm curious whether Kyle Pitts is good or not. I know Kyle Pitts is great. And in this situation, in this game, it, the Falcons have put up points without using him yet. They're playing the Seattle Seahawks. The total on this game is 42. Like, you know, I, I as worried as I am about Arthur Smith because he's not a particularly great coach. That does not scare me. Um, It does not scare me off of this one. So, no, I mean, the the Falcons have scored 26 and 27 points. They've lost by one and they've lost by four. Um, So, no, I like like this one just fine. Okay. Um, All right. I was also going to propose New England, but I think that the problem with New England um, is they're playing at home against Baltimore and they are two and a half point home dogs. Right. And so, and the total is relatively modest. It's a 43 and a half. We do like over in that game. And the problem is the Ravens have shown the explosiveness again. Mm -hmm. So they could extend on the Patriots here and it could be, it could be rough sledding, right? That would be, I think, um, the, the worry, right? Yeah, I think so. Before we get to our last couple here, DraftKings, the, uh, an official sports betting partner of the NFL is hooking you guys up. Use promo code PFF. And then when you bet $5 on any NFL team to win, you get $200 in free bets. By the way, if you're going to use this promo, make sure you type in PFF. Obviously, excuse me. Obviously helps us out quite a bit. Um, and as a member of the printing press, we all have to support one another. If that isn't enough, you can also get um, a boost on your winnings with stepped up same game parlays, boosted odds, and this uh, 100% um, – what is this? I'm not even reading this correctly. Anyways – you, you get the picture. You use promo code PFF when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up, bet five bucks on any team and immediately get $200 in free bets from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the notes in the show details for um, more information. Also, our friends. So as we get back to this, we talk about more opportunities. Things that you cannot do on brothrow.com yet are bet teasers, but it is probably the easiest way for you to bet a side or a total, especially if you're in a place where there is no betting legalized. So you bet against another person, they pay you uh, either via Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, Skrill, or Strike. And I can attest, I have had multiple bets paid out on Brothrow. I was kind of skeptical. I got paid out. There's no vigs. You bet 10 to win 10. Um, they're looking just to create a community of people that like betting. So they're not looking to take your money right now. And the only way to sign up is to use a link. And our link is brothrow, B-R-O-T-H-R-O-W.com slash PFF. Go play some bets with some cool friends and, uh, and profit this Sunday. Um, okay. Any, uh, why don't you give me one more or how many more do you have? Yeah, I have one more and, and this is, I can't quit him. Mm. And I know I said some mean things about him on Twitter and, yeah. and Timo called me. I said, look, you've, you've, it had, you haven't even let the paint dry on your new contract and you're talking shit about Jameis, but I'm taking the saints minus three in Carolina. Wow. I, this is look, everybody sees this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate to bet against future Nebraska Cornhuskers coach Matt Rule, but I have to here. The the Panthers 
it's just there. It's not there, is it? Right. And the Saints defense is good. If the Saints defense, Saints showed us anything last week, I know, you know, it didn't end well, but their defense is great. Right. Um, Saints offense was, was sputtering, but I'm willing to give it, I'm willing to give most of the credit to that, to how good the Bucks defense is. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go Saints minus three here on the road to avenge the loss that they had last year. Remember the Saints blew out the Green Bay Packers in Jacksonville in week one, and then got smoked by the Carolina Panthers, who remember when they were all in mm -hmm. uh, week I two uh, last year. I'm going to go Saints minus three. Okay. If it, I guess, how worried are you about the fact that like James's back is broken in like 45 different places? If Sam Darnold plays in this game, who's the better quarterback in this game, him or Baker? Uh, sorry, if Sam Darnold plays, who's better, James? Oh, no, no, or... sorry, that's uh, Andy Dalton. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I guess Andy Dalton. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm betting against a, what I feel is a bad football team here in the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, they're yes. they're not a, they're not a great football team. Um, I, I'm with you there. I'll give you one more um, that I do like. And uh, this one is kind of preying on the look, the it can't be there can't be this many games that are scoring so few points. So I'm going to go to another uh, another opportunity for um, an over. And I'm actually going to look all the way to Monday night. This is the lowest total of the, the week. It's 39. It is Cowboys Giants. I get it. Cooper Rush, Daniel Jones, like this just feels ugly. This feels brutal. <clears throat> Close game. Cooper Rush is going to throw the ball a little bit. Um, Daniel Jones, always a turnover waiting to happen. Micah Parsons, like Micah Parsons, he's going to force some fumble. He's going to you know, take it back to the house. Guy's leaving the league in pressures right now. Um, but 39 is too low, even for these two crappy teams on Monday. I don't think this is one we go with on our lock of the week. But I wanted to throw it out there because I think there is some opportunity uh, to grab a little over 39 right now. Before we choose, but okay. before yeah, let's let's before we choose here, um, let you think about it. Let it simmer for a second. Um, our friends at No House Advantage, changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You might not have known about it, but it exists. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning two hundred and fifty thousand dollars plus. In cash, download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every single day. You can also test your skills versus the house and 20x your entry if you hit on all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major league sport, includes NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, and NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code FORECAST, F-O-R-E-C-A-S-T at no house advantage com or download the app on the app store and get your first deposit match up to 25 bucks so use that promo code pff go download no house advantage start playing in some contests right away especially if you're like already out of your pick'em league you know that can happen pretty early on um this is a great way to kind of re-rack there all right lock of the week time we picked a few last week and thankfully we did because mahomes and over two and a half did not hit i would like to posit that we Keep Mahomes over two and a half. Yeah, that's it. That's in there. You you okay. either you bet it you bet it all the time. Or you don't bet it. True, true. What else? What are we trying to pair with it? What's your after going yeah. through these? Where are you feeling strongest? I don't want to correlate it with the Colts Chiefs over, although I do like that bet a lot. I mm -hmm. I do like your teaser. I'm a fan I, of. That I would rat. I would honestly rather pluck my eyeballs out than depend upon Daniel Jones to get me an over. I will yeah. say that. Like I'm talking about mental health. I'm talking about quality of life. Mm -hmm. So, so there's that, which is important. What if we took your teaser, the Falks and the Texans, the stinker teaser of the week? I do. I do like Texans Falcons. There's nothing that gets you up in the morning and makes you feel more alive than knowing you're depending on the combo of Marcus Mariota and Davis Mills. I mean, yeah. you both, cannot... both teams are two and zero against the spread this year. That's that's maybe the trend zone. Maybe you don't want to have, but it is it is certainly something. Um, I'm just glad. Look, I understand your position on the Commanders. I agree. Six and a half fundamentally is too much at home against a division rival. And maybe the commanders figure it out in this game and pull it away. 
But I know, I know that our model does not have a binary variable for is the quarterback of one of the teams a complete and utter fraud, a total joke? And will he crumble like a house of cards when met with adversity? And that would be a one for Carson Wentz. So I, I um, just, I'm glad that we're staying away from it. Perfect. So I've also, by the way, been giving out FCS picks on my Twitter. I do want to give it out to the printing press because, because the game is tomorrow. Tennessee Chattanooga, um, the alma mater of one, uh, our Cole Brown, formerly of PFF. Um, they go to Illinois. They are, they are getting 17 and a half. I with our PFF FC, FCS model, I make the game 27 and a half. Take Illinois, lay the points with Illinois against Tennessee Chattanooga. Last week it was Penn, the Quakers. Shout out to Zach Drapkin. The week before it was St. Francis PA. Um, they've been sending, boys. Uh, so uh, go ahead and take that one uh, for the road. Thank you. Thank you for giving the people what they need. Um, by the way, if you are a member of the printing press, um, share this podcast with a buddy, bring someone else in and give them the joy that is, uh, being a member a steam member of the press. And, um, I encourage you and your friends to, uh, join us on Sunday night. We guess the lines right after Sunday night football, we've been testing out going live a little bit early because the, if the Sunday night football game is not great, um, we have Niners Broncos. So maybe we go live during that fourth quarter and you can experience me having to uh, talk about Jimmy G live and in living color. Um, but guess the lines with us, guess the lines with some buddies. Uh, it's way more fun to do it that way. Um, we will be back of course on Sunday night and we'll let you know on Twitter if we are going live before the game ends. We won't start guessing the lines until the game ends, I promise. So you can be sure to tune in on the PFF YouTube channel and check that out. And I mentioned this last time, but definitely start checking out a couple of new things that are happening at PFF. It's just football with Mike Renner and Trevor Sikma. That's on every day at 11 a.m. on the PFF YouTube channel. And Eric, you'll appreciate this. Rumor has it that um, Sam and Steve are trying some new stuff out on their podcast. So I, that sounds I, like, uh, like, like it came out of marriage therapy. Yes, yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's a couple that's been together for like 20 years. Like, you know, we got to try some new things, but they, they're explaining, they're doing a new segment on explaining the grade. They've got a lot of questions about like Lamar Jackson's grade, for example, some really transparent, good conversation about that, um, which is fantastic. And they're doing some real football conversations uh, with their interviews. They used to be interviewing people and those interviews, candidly, they're not professional interviewers, they're football guys. And so now they're having football conversations um, with some esteemed guests. So go check out the PFF NFL podcast as well. That was our show. We love you all and we'll see you on Sunday night. Peace.